Welcome to Living Radiant. I'm your host, Kelsey Fagan. I hope you've had a super wonderful week per usual. We're on a new mic today, y'all. I got a new mic and I'm very excited about it. I thought it sounded good when I was testing it, but if you think it sounds like trash, please tell me and we can make some changes because I don't want it to sound terrible in your ears. But that's exciting. Also, in the realm of getting new things, I finally got a sofa. If you've been here for the whole the whole debacle of the sofa, like if you know, you know, it's been a struggle. So I moved into this apartment a couple months ago now. And originally I ordered a sofa. It was taking a long time in the first place, like just that original sofa that I ordered. And then once it got here and it was delivered to my apartment, it got stolen before I could actually bring it up to my apartment. So super fun time. And my claim was denied on that. Just like lost a bunch of money. Really not wonderful time. And then I kind of procrastinated getting a new one. And anyways, I finally got a new one and it also took a long time to come in, but it is here. I have a sofa. I'm sitting on it right now. It is so cute. It's like a cream colored. It's super, super deep. Like if I sit all the way back on it, it doesn't end until like my calves, if that makes sense. And I love it so much. And with that, that also means that I now have like a full setup that I can do video on for the pod and actually have it look nice. So that was kind of my final step. Everything else is sort of ready to go. So I don't want to promise a particular date yet um, because just in case. So I'm just going to surprise y'all with it uh, sometime within the next few weeks here. So I'm really excited about that if you're a video watcher of your podcast, because I know I am. So I've been wanting to do that um, for this podcast for a while. So super hype on that. But I actually have a nice, pretty space and you'll see it shortly, but I kind of changed my interior design style. That's not the right word for it, interior design, but I sort of switched like my decorating style. And it's funny. I was like just talking to a friend about it today. And I was like saying how I used to be super mid-century modern. I had always decorated that way, like from the time I was 21, like legit since I graduated college, I had always been a mid-century modern girly. And then coming up to KC and I was like getting rid of all of my stuff, buying new things, I kind of thought about it. I was like, hmm, do I want to switch it up a little bit? Do I want to do something a little bit different? And I did. And so I finally think I put my style into words and we're going with cozy, earthy, contemporary, like lots of natural earth tones, very cozy vibes, but like contemporary, like it's definitely not farmhouse. I don't know. You'll see it shortly. So I'm very excited about that. I'm just incredibly hype on this sofa. It just took so long to finally get something. And I feel like I, I hadn't felt super settled ever since I got to KC because first, like I wasn't in my own space. I was like living with someone else and like with all of their stuff and all of that. And then when I moved into my own place, like I didn't have the sofa for so long. It's taken me a while to get all my furniture. So I finally feel like I have just a settled space that's mine and I can start decorating how I want and just really make it feel like home. So that is just such a really nice feeling. Something that was not a nice feeling today. Oh, 
so sad. This is so tragic. I almost don't even want to share it, but I'm going to because shared trauma is better than trauma on your own or something like that. So uh, it's been very icy in the Midwest. We've had a quite an icy time here. So after we had like negative degree temperatures that we have already discussed on this pod, then it decided to just be icy for a few days. And so yesterday when it was originally super icy and like I had friends texting me like in the morning, like more than one friend texted me that morning and they were like, Kelsey, like be careful when you go outside because they know I'm a Floridian. I don't know how to deal with this. And yesterday was actually fine. I almost slipped going to my car when I was going to yoga, but I saved myself on my door handle. So shout out to my door handle. Today though, different story. So I make it two steps outside. I'm taking my dog Paisley outside first thing in the morning, right? This is like the the first thing I do when I get up and I'm taking her outside. I make it two steps. I start to feel a little shaky and my foot starts slipping out from under me so quickly. And it wasn't like a, oh, I, I like slipped a little bit and caught myself. No, my feet fully went out from underneath my butt. My butt hits the ground. My hand One of them hits the ground and the other had my phone and my keys in it. So those are now like jabbing into my hand. It was, it was so bad. Like it actually, I'm not, I have a decently high pain tolerance, I would say, but like it actually hurt. And now I have like the worst blood blister I've ever had in my life. Sorry, that's so gross to tell you, but I just, I need to share. I feel the need. So now I have a big blood blister on my thumb. That's like really not cute, really not fun. And a couple scrapes. I'm not sure yet if my butt is going to bruise, but I'll keep you updated on the booty bruising. Um, hopefully, hopefully that's not a thing, but we'll see. So anyways, and people also watched it happen and nobody said anything. And it was really awkward because then my dog was like turning around looking at me, right? Like she gets very concerned at, at all times of anything that's going on with me. She's the sweetest dog in the world. And so she's like turning around, looking at me, coming over to me. I'm still sitting on the ground because I'm like, what just happened? And I'm like, I see her, like I see people looking and I see my dog coming toward me. And so I, I kind of try to play it off. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like I know Paisley, like it's fine. I'm okay. Hoping like the other people hear it and they just like turn around and go about their days. And I just refuse to make eye contact with any of the humans. So that's how that went. That was my morning. Great starts of the day. Hopefully I don't fall anymore today. I do have to go outside a few more times. So prayers for me, thoughts and prayers, peace and love toward me. Thank you. A very exciting update though that I have for you. It's already been on my Instagram and my TikTok. So if we, if you follow me there, if we're friends there, like you've already seen this, but I am officially Miss Kansas City, USA. I'm competing for the title of Miss Missouri USA in June. The pageant is June 14th through 16th in Overland Park, Kansas, because Kansas and Missouri are being held uh, like back to back at that same location. It's the Kansas City area, if you're not familiar. So super nice for me. It's like a 25 minute drive, which will be so nice. I can like stay at home in my own environment, be very comfortable and not have to pay for hotel travel, all of that stuff. But I am so very excited. There was a lot of happenings behind the scene this year with Miss USA has new leadership. And so there was just a lot of 
churn, like trying to get all of the state directors up and running that I heard through the grapevine and, you know. And so anyways, it just like took a while to get dates for all of the state pageants and to get people titles and all of that. So I already had my acceptance to compete at Miss Missouri USA, but it was like, oh, you're accepted as a contestant. We can't give you a title yet and we don't have a date or a location, but at some point in the future, this is going to happen. So I think a lot of us in that boat were just kind of like, okay, like what do we really do right now? So I just kind of started like thinking through my own prep getting my like coaching scheduled and all of that. And on the topic of prep, I did some last year. I did some pageant prep on my TikTok last year and people really liked it, just kind of showing the behind the scenes. I got a lot of people talking to me about it, even at the pageant, probably like six or seven different people came up to me and were like, oh my God, I was watching your TikToks. That's so fun to watch. Love seeing me the behind the scenes. I'm rooting for you, like that whole thing, which was really cool. And so we're going to go a lot more in depth this year. Like I'm starting now and all the way up until June, I'm going to be showing like the mental prep that goes into it, like walking practice, picking wardrobe, all of that stuff. It is all going to be on my TikTok and you can see the behind the scenes of that if you are interested. Um, Definitely going to do photo shoot behind the scenes too because I need to do my headshot. So yeah, just very, very exciting. And I know that was a lot of updates, but I just had a lot to say today. So thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so today's topic is actually kind of funny because I realized (laughs) I did an episode on here on giving up before I ever did one on not giving up. (laughs) The episode is called Learning to Let Go. And so I guess giving up is like a bad way to frame it, but it essentially is just like a healthy giving up, learning to let go of things that are no longer serving you type of vibes. So that was like more toward the beginning. I think that was like my fifth episode or something like that. And we're on 20 something now. Um, But yeah, so one of my first episodes was on learning to let go. So giving up basically. And I was like, you know, Kelsey, maybe we should talk about not giving up. Maybe we should talk about what that looks like. (laughs) And I think it's been on my mind a lot lately too, because with New Year's resolutions and setting goals at the new year, all that sort of thing, I feel like this time, like toward the end of January, is when a lot of that tends to fall off for people and when you maybe don't feel as driven toward it anymore. I know I have felt that to a certain extent myself. And so I was like, you know, this is kind of a good thing to talk about. And also sometimes I see people talking about this and I'm like, you are not being helpful. (laughs) So I have just noticed on the topic of not giving up, like persevering, reaching your goals, those types of things, there is honestly so much useless advice on this topic. Like sometimes I will try to consume this content because I'm like, I like tips on this. You know, I want to know how I can better persevere like based on other people's learnings and experience and things like that. And a lot of times I just don't, I don't find the advice helpful. And maybe you have consumed a lot of good content on that topic, but I just haven't. And I think this is an area where I was like, okay, we're going to like think through this and share the wisdom because I do actually think I've gotten pretty good at this, just slight humble brag, but I'm, I'm only doing it for the purpose of sharing. Sharing is caring. 
Um, I think I have gotten pretty good at not giving up. Hence my now fourth time trying for a Miss USA state title, for example. Miss Missouri USA is going to be my fourth Miss USA state pageant. I competed in Florida the two years prior and North Carolina the year before that. So North Carolina, Florida, Florida, now Missouri. Fourth try. Fourth time trying. And I think a lot of people would kind of be like, hey, maybe that's a sign that this just isn't quite for you. But I, well, first, I think a lot of people just aren't super familiar with the pageant world. And a lot of people take like seven times to win our current Miss USA. I'm pretty sure this was her seventh try to win her state title. Um, And that is not uncommon. And I think in general, just because something is difficult, just because it's taking a long time, just because you maybe failed a few times before on your way to getting the thing, that is not a reason to give up on it. Like that is, to me, that is such a silly reason, frankly, to be like, okay, I guess I'll just stop trying. No, we're not doing that. We don't do that in this house. No, thank you. That is not for me. That is not for you. That is not for us. So we persevere. And through the past probably four-ish years that I've really been on this self-growth, intentionally trying to be a better human journey, and have gotten a lot better at not giving up on things throughout this process, I have some fundamental elements I've identified when it comes to not giving up on reaching a goal. And so I thought that I would share them with you and maybe they'll work for you too. And if they don't work for you, that's okay, but I'm going to share them anyways. And you're already here listening, so you might as well give it a shot. Okay, first, We're going to start with the motivation piece because motivation is the thing that kickstarts you to doing something, kickstarts you to wanting something. And it can also serve as something that can reinvigorate you when you start to slip a little bit, right? When it comes to anything difficult, anything that takes some effort, especially over a sustained period of time, You are skipping a fundamental step if you don't ask yourself why you even want it in the first place. And really do some soul searching here. Like I don't mean stop at the first answer you come to. Keep asking yourself why. So let's say you want a new job. You have this new career you want to pursue. And you ask yourself like, okay, why do I want that? And you're like, it makes way better money and is way less stressful than what I currently do. Okay, cool. Why do you want to make more money? Why do you want to be less stressed? Then you have to answer for yourself. Okay, I want a different lifestyle. I want my lifestyle to look this particular way. Why do you want your lifestyle to look that way? And just keep going down this chain until you get to the true root of why you want that goal in the first place. So With going for the Miss USA state titles for me and trying to get to that Miss USA stage, I did this recently and I thought that I had done it before and then I went through it again in these past couple weeks and I realized that I actually had not quite done that to the extent that I should have and not to like shit on myself, whatever. But anyways, I did this exercise with myself and I realized the true root of why I want to get to the Miss USA stage, why I want to win the state title, 
is because I had such terrible self-worth for so long. The vast majority of my life, I really thought I was a trash human, like useless, good for nothing, shouldn't even, like doesn't even deserve to be here with everyone. Like I just had really, really bad self-worth. And we can dive into that a different day. This is not that day. (laughs) But I realized the actual why of why I want the state title is because I've worked so, so hard on developing that self-worth that now I actually have quite a bit of. And I want so badly for everyone who has ever felt like I felt for so long to be able to see someone else who felt like they did and someone who got out of it and someone who did something, accomplished something, is in an admirable role. I want that so badly because I think I needed that for so long. I needed to see someone who did not have the built-in more stereotypical like yeah maybe you have self-doubt here and there but I've always kind of been on this path working toward this thing that's what I had always seen for so long was all of these people who their story looked nothing like mine like they had always been someone who felt decently okay about themselves for the most part or at least to the extent that they had shared publicly right and I needed to see someone who didn't start that way. I needed to see someone for so long who started from a place that I was at of, I don't think I am good enough. I don't think I am worthy to start from that place and then get to a place like the Miss USA stage and to hold a state title where you are a representative and a role model in your community and you are helping other men, women, young girls, young boys. You are helping other people to develop their own confidence, like what a cool 180. And I realized that's actually the underlying theme of why I do most of the things that I do now that I have started within the past several years, be it the Miss USA thing or this podcast right now, my social media, that is the underlying theme of all of it is because I realized that I want other people to be able to see my journey and realize that they don't have to feel like they feel now. It doesn't matter how you feel now. You can still get to this point of accomplishing great things, of having high self-worth, of knowing you are worthy and you deserve to be here. So I think that is a much, much more powerful motivator than what I've kind of had in my head before of like, oh, well, I want to help my community and I like to foster connection I want to be accessible and I have personal goals in the entertainment industry, right? Of, you know, acting, modeling, things in that realm. Uh, This is a much better motivator. This is a much, much better motivator because it is my true essence. Like it is my true thing. And so you need to get to that point with yourself on whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Get to your true why. Get to your why that matters because that is going to be the thing that genuinely motivates you. There is something deeper that you can find. And if you can't find that deeper thing, then maybe you don't actually want that. Or maybe you want that goal for the wrong reasons. Maybe that goal is not a goal that you should have. But when there is something deeper pushing you, 
It gives you that kickstart. It reinvigorates you when you need it. And it will help to motivate and drive you toward that thing. So all of that being said about motivation, (laughs) the very best thing I have learned about motivation is that it is utterly useless without discipline. Discipline is the absolute key to not giving up because way often we will spend so long trying to find the motivation to do something. The motivation to go work out or to get out of bed or to sit down and work on the project, sit down and do the the job applications, improve your resume, whatever it is. We will spend so long trying to find the motivation to do the thing and we never actually just go do the thing. A lot of times you have to act yourself into a way of being. This is said in like psychology circles a lot. Act yourself into a way of being. It was said to me in therapy many, many times before I listened to it. Because so often the feeling doesn't come before the action. The action creates the feeling. So you are not going to feel, you are not just going to magically feel like working on your resume every day. That's just not going to happen. It may initially, when you get that motivation spark, it may, but that doesn't last. And it's discipline. It is making yourself do it. And a lot of times that action of when you just decide, okay, yeah, I don't feel like working on my resume, but you just go ahead and do it. You just get yourself to do it. You don't wait for the motivation. You don't wait to feel like it. You just stay disciplined and do it. Now, all of a sudden, you are going to feel more motivated. You're going to feel like doing it because you're already doing it. And when you do that over and over again, the action creates the feeling. It is not the other way around. It is, this is why, this is the same reason why when someone is really depressed, a lot of times the advice that mental health professionals will give is, okay, get up and do something, get out of bed, take a shower, do the dishes, like do these things that you don't feel like doing right now because doing them will actually help you to feel like it. And I have found that to be very, very true, even though I resisted it for so long. And I still do sometimes, honestly, we're not perfect people in this household, but it's something I found a lot of value in. Don't wait for the feeling. Don't rely entirely on motivation to reach a goal. When you are in this state of you don't want to give up on something, you're trying to make yourself persevere, you don't want to give up on that thing, motivation is useless without discipline every single time. Discipline will get you significantly further. And when I actually started reaching a lot of my goals is when I learned how to be disciplined And this is kind of, I think is kind of a trial and error thing for a lot of people and finding what can get you to be disciplined. But a big part of it that I think for myself and probably about everyone is the planning process. So to have something to stay disciplined toward, you need a plan. You need a plan to follow. You need a plan to keep you disciplined. So if you just have like a goal off in the distance, right, of let's say with me, I want to get to the Miss USA stage. I want to win Miss Missouri USA. So that's the goal. If I have no plan to get there, how am I supposed to stay disciplined on my path to that goal? It makes no sense. I'm not just going to show up at the pageant and be like, all right, 
crown me. No, like I need to develop a plan of how I'm going to get there. What is my daily life going to look like on the way to reaching that goal? And so we have smaller milestones, right? Of, okay, I want to have my wardrobe entirely selected and purchased by the end of April. So I still have a month and a half to get things tailored, to practice in a gown because different gowns are going to move differently, all of those things. I have different tangible goals for coaching. I'm starting my walking uh, sessions with my runway coach in two weeks, even though the pageant's not till June, right? So you have a tangible plan that you stay disciplined on, on the path. A thing with the plan too It is impossible to stay disciplined if you make your plan so outrageous that you can't do it. It should be a challenging plan. Like definitely challenge yourself, but it's got to be healthy and it's got to be attainable. So for example, if you're someone who you want to run a marathon, maybe that's your goal. If you haven't even run more than a mile right now, Don't say you're going to run a marathon in a month. Don't say in two weeks, I'm going to be running 10 miles. You know, don't do that to yourself. If like, it's just not, that's not attainable. And so get real with yourself when you're creating this plan. Like don't make it these absolutely outrageous things that are so far from your lifestyle right now that it is not going to be accomplishable in a healthy way. Is accomplishable a word? Accomplishable? Why does that sound weird? I'm pretty sure it's a a word, but it sounds funky. Okay. Anyways, you get the point. It needs to be something that you can actually attain and do it in a healthy way. So like we are not going into overdrive and stressing out our bodies. We're not doing any of those things. And then once you have your plan, write it down. Don't just keep it in your head physically write it down. It can be in your notes app, like on a phone or on a laptop or something, but personally, I think pen to paper is the most effective. And in the writing it down, you are cementing that in your head and you are getting a visual down on paper or a screen or whatever it is. And that can help a lot in staying on track with your plan. So like I do quarterly goals for myself and I have them accessible at all times. Like they are physically written down on a piece of paper in the top drawer of my desk that I look at every single day. When you write it down, you have that visual reminder and you can go through that process of, okay, here is the plan. Here here I am working it all out, getting it all down. Super useful. And then make a calendar, make a calendar of your plan, like get a calendar, like a physical calendar that is specifically to keep track of your specific goal and your plan to reach that goal and make goal checkpoints. So like some pageant prep checkpoints for me right now is by the end of March, I want to have my walking pattern, like my walking routine for both evening gown and swimsuit. I want to have them fully worked out, fully developed, you know, what poses I'm going to do, how I'm going to walk, all of those things. I want to have them fully developed by the end of March. So then I have a few months still to really perfect it and make it muscle memory. So make those little checkpoints for yourself. And I think that is a super helpful way to stay disciplined is to have those continuous checkpoints and you can kind of 
check in with them as a checkpoint goes, all of that I think is super, super useful. Okay. This piece of discipline may be kind of unhinged, maybe a little controversial, but I'm going to say it anyways because it works for me and maybe it'll work for you. You have to learn to blank your mind out. Override your brain's excuses and discomfort. So if you start thinking a thought and the thought is telling you something along the lines of give up, you can't do it, or maybe it's something like in the moment. Maybe you have a fitness goal and it's like in a particular workout. This is actually where I excel a lot in this category. This is low-key my biggest flex. As I have gotten really into fitness the past several years. And I have gotten to the point now over the course of these several years that I can just physically make myself do almost anything. Like lifting is a little different because sometimes you just physically like your muscles can't. But anything like cardio related or even a lot of strength-based things, I can get to the point where I just override my brain. Like this is actually a big piece of why I wear a fitness tracker when I work out to monitor my heart rate because I will do like I will get my heart rate so high and just like straight up make my mind go blank, overpower the discomfort. And I use the fitness tracker to see like, okay, is my heart rate actually getting into a dangerous zone? Because then of course I will stop. But until it is like approaching like an actually too high zone, like I will blank my mind out. (laughs) And this is such a skill. Like, and I I honestly, I think I developed this because I used to kind of (laughs) dissociate. Like when you dissociate from trauma, like kind of the same concept, except this isn't from trauma. It's by choice. But like if you are someone who your brain has dissociated in the past, like take the same vibes, same, same vibes, but make it healthy. And do it for all the times that your brain tries to tell you, I can't do this. Here's an excuse to stop because our brains will do that. They want to get back to this place of homeostasis. We're we're just designed that way, right? But when you can get to the point where you tell your brain, it doesn't matter that you are uncomfortable. I'm doing it anyways because this is a goal I have. This is important to me and I'm going to be disciplined enough to not give up on it and to not stop and to push through the discomfort that is happening inside of me right now. And I'm not saying to get into a danger zone, right? I think you know when you're at a dangerous level, either physically or mentally or whatever it is that the realm that your goal is in, right? Don't get into danger zone be smart about it. But when you're just uncomfortable, when it kind of hurts, keep going. Like learn to override your brain, blank it out, tell it that's fine brain. I'm doing it anyways. (laughs) Another thing that's like slightly unhinged, but I think also useful when you're trying to not give up on something, tell people about your goal. Like as soon as you decide that you have that goal, tell other people about it because the peer pressure people, the peer pressure, it works. Talk about it post about it on social media, even if you're not like in the influencer space, right? Still continue to talk about it online with people because at this point, (laughs) how embarrassing would it be for me if I dropped out of Miss Missouri USA? Like if I decided that it was too hard and I didn't want to risk losing again and I dropped out, I would simply 
make like the Baudelaire parents in the fire and perish. Because at this point, I've talked about it so much to so many people, uh, to to over like 30 something thousand people at this point, have now seen that I am planning to compete in Miss Missouri USA. And so if I dropped it and then had to tell everyone, had to publicly say that I could not stay disciplined enough or was too afraid enough to keep going with this goal. Oh my God. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So use the peer pressure in a positive way. We we get peer pressured so much with so many negative things. Use it in a positive way and peer pressure yourself to reach your goals. Um, that reminds me too. I like saw this really funny story of a girl said she told all of her friends and said it on social media that she was going to run a marathon and then people were going to come see her run this marathon. And as it got closer, she realized that she hadn't put in nearly enough work for this and decided that she couldn't actually do the marathon and she was going to walk it instead. But these people were going to come. So she was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, do I drop, do I just drop out so I don't have to deal with this? Or like, what do I do? And that sounds awful. So (laughs) the peer pressure, the peer pressure of keeping up with your goal and staying disciplined toward it. So you don't end up like marathon girl. Okay. We refuse to be marathon girl (laughs) in this house. (laughs) Okay. Well, hopefully that wasn't too unhinged. (laughs) and hopefully you found some use in it somewhere. But that's what I've learned about not giving up on goals and the actual practical things that have worked for me. And I hope you found some value in that. So I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. Hopefully this mic sounded fine. I'm kind of worried about the P's and S's because I don't have a windscreen on this right now. And I did on my last one. So I'll probably end up getting that. So sorry if those sounded terrible. but. We'll work on it, I promise, for next week. It'll be better um, if it was terrible. So have a lovely rest of your week. I am going to hope I can hold these weights at my yoga sculpt class in 30 minutes because of this lovely blood blister from slipping on the ice. I'm so sad. Anyways, have a super lovely rest of your week. And as always, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at KelseyFagan96. And I will talk to you next week. Until next time, my radiant babes. 